0: I'm Sarah Gonzalez. Stu, uh, I know you and David both have something to say. Actually, I think Jason probably has a lot to say on this as well. A little bit. Uh, Trump's tweets over the weekend about Baltimore.
1: Yes. Uh, we're going to, I mean, I, I am uh, fascinated by this. Um, and uh, because, mainly because it's just like, it's just this ultimate tribal example, right? Like he didn't say anything about race um he didn't say anything about uh, uh about trying to he didn't say anything that everyone didn't agree with on thursday or friday like everyone agreed on the same these on these things thursday and friday and then all of a sudden trump says one thing and now everyone has to take the other side of it um yeah so i mean so let's go back to bernie sanders uh, here this is from 2015 uh bernie sanders talking about uh baltimore and what he thought of it
0: but anyone who took the
1: walk that we took, we took around this neighborhood would not think you're in a wealthy nation. You would think that you were in a third world country. Oh. Mm. But today what we're talking about is a community in which half of the people don't have jobs. We're talking about a community in which there are hundreds of buildings right? that are uninhabitable. We're talking about a community where kids are unable to go to schools that are decent. You Oh, they could only get a couple of Democrats to run that city. Then <laughs> yeah,
2: how long are <laughs> <of> the <laughs> they going to turn it around?
1: I know.
0: <laughs> how racist is it to yeah. mm-hmm. to say that it's like visiting a third world country?
1: It is amazing, isn't it? Uh, that's completely okay, apparently. Um, in fact, we uh, we've re- discovered recently is actually uh, Baltimore is considerably worse than a third world country. I mean, it's much worse than most of Central America when it comes to murder rates. Uh, it is. Uh, it's definitely a lot different.
0: And Jason, I saw that you had a, a tweet that you actually said. What were the places, the countries, <laughs> where they are? Where Baltimore has a higher rate of crime.
3: <laughs> yeah, Guatemala, El Salvador, uh, and Honduras. They all. And these, these are countries that they're they're saying that the, the immigration activists are saying they should come here because of gang violence, mm-hmm. because of things like the homicide rate.
0: So they're So these are asylum seekers that the left is saying. Right. Should be granted asylum because of this violence. Right,
3: and the and the and the Baltimore uh, homicide rate is way higher. I mean, it's like way higher fifty six per one hundred thousand people. I think it was like three hundred and forty two uh, from the last time uh, homicides from the last time we had the data, which is I think in 20, 2017, Which again makes it the homicide capital of the United States.
1: Yeah, I think we should give people asylum to the suburbs. Uh, from, <laughs> from Baltimore. We should allow them in. And uh, any D.C. suburb they want to go to, I think, should be allowed now. That changed the main. That would change the <laughs> 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 <We'll change laughs> <our laughs> But this has been going on for a long time. Go, go back to 1989. This is a state senator in Maryland, and he kind of gives the same the same take of Bernie Sanders and the same take as Donald Trump. Watch.
3: It helps educate my constituents as to why Baltimore needs the economic help.
1: I mean, Baltimore is a c***o. <laughs> it's worse than, than inner-city Washington, D.C. It
3: is <laughs> Um, I hope you're not going to play this (laughs) on tape. I mean, it is a a war zone. I mean, it's crack. I mean, it's, you know, these dime bags of PCP. I mean, we've got got one quarter of every kid is not in school each day. Fifty percent of the kids that start off in school don't graduate. So looking at things from a statewide perspective, we really have to do things to help. Mm-hmm. Wow, I guess you
1: do.
0: He did not hold back. <laughs> no.
1: Not, and everybody knows this, right? Like, I mean, there's been tons of fiction that's been done about these, uh, you know, about Baltimore, and all, you know, and from The Wire to, what was it, Homicide, the show that was on before that. Bottom line is, like, this is, these are things, I mean, this is a beat writer in, in Baltimore who writes for The Baltimore Sun. Now, The Baltimore Sun is coming out and calling Trump racist for saying the same things that everyone knew was true on Friday.
0: So is the creator of The Wire. Yeah. <laughs> that you just referenced, The Wire. The yeah. creator of The Wire came out and said that Trump's tweets were racist <sighs> and condemned them.
2: Look, you can... It, it is... Wasn't it both... Well, didn't you just show clips of white guys? Yes, they were white guys. Uh, but didn't nobody ever said they were racist? No, I don't think so. Um,
0: it is interesting.
2: It <laughs> really is. And he really put it down. Yeah. You were just, oh,
0: yeah.
1: Look, you're really guessing here. If you want to... You can say... I mean, look, if you want to say that you think Donald Trump is a racist, that is your opinion, and you can try to back it up. I don't think there's a lot of evidence uh, there. Um, you can None. you can attempt to do that if you want, though. I mean, if, as an opinion person, sure. that is up to you, right? You can build a case however you like. The idea that journalists are coming out and saying it as if it's a sure thing, the man didn't even reference something about race. It wasn't even like a, you know, okay, we're talking about affirmative action or something like that. This is legitimately, he's just saying there's a lot of crime in Baltimore, which everyone knows. And what happens with the media here is they get so sure of themselves and they've built up such a narrative in their own heads that donald trump is racist that every time he says anything about anyone who happens to be black or hispanic or whatever it is they assume they are assuming it's coming from a racial motive and that is uh, incredibly
2: dangerous i don't even think they're assuming i think they're pushing the narrative Mm -hmm. so they look for any time he says something About a situation that the situation happens to be underneath somebody's realm that is a minority, and it's oh, here's an opportunity for us to paint him as a racist.
0: Yeah, I, I do, and I want to get back to that tweet because I want to make sure that I'm sure podcast listeners, I'm sure that they've heard it by now. Uh, but I'd like to just go ahead and just spell out. He just said, uh, Donald Trump over the weekend, as proven last week during a congressional tour, the border is clean, efficient and well run. Just very crowded. Uh, Cummings District is a disgusting mm-hmm. rat and rodent infested mess. If he spent more time in Baltimore, maybe he could help clean up this very dangerous and filthy place. Now. I feel like, if I may, David, the left would say that you are the only one at this table with credibility, oh, to, discuss, credibility. to discuss the matter. Does he, he Oh, I
2: think you'd have the least amount of credibility, right? They would say, right? say right. Because, <laughs> they, because they make such a big deal on pigment. Everything right. color based on color and race. I'm not even allowed and to speak
0: I, because I, my skin is too white.
2: Yeah, I could never be called a racist. It's yeah. just not possible for me to be called a racist <laughs> because I've got dark skin and nothing's further from the truth. right. Nothing was racist about that tweet. He, nothing that he said was racist about the four horsewomen of the apocalypse. Uh, he just is, states his facts. Kind of like the, what was that, the mayor of Baltimore from 89? Uh, it was the state senator from state Maryland. State senator. Yeah. He was just talking the truth. He was just telling the truth. And that's what our president continues to do. Uh, are we going to go back to my clip next? Yeah, yeah, to me? yeah, we can go to that. I, I just, you know, you were, you were talking about, Stu, how the, the, the mainstream media and journalists, and to me, they're all on the same side, continue, c- continuing to trying to push a narrative mm-hmm. that they know is not true. I don't think they care. I really don't think they care. Interesting, yeah. I think they're doing it for ratings, but I think they're doing it because they truly believe. I think they see, actually, a lot more than maybe a lot of us do, that if Donald Trump continues to do what he's doing, mm-hmm. when are they ever going to elect a Democrat again? And that'll go to the state level, and it'll be nationwide. So I— uh, I had to make a video because it's not just the fact that the mainstream media will try to take something and then call a racist. It's like they are intentionally trying to take words that are void of race Mm -hmm. and use it to paint against our president. So CNN, this guy on CNN, is trying to take the word infested. A lot of people have probably seen that clip. I had to add my own little take on (laughs) what this meant to me let's watch just two weeks ago president trump attacked four minority congresswomen why don't they go back to the totally broken and
1: crime infested places from which they came reminder three of them were born here all of them are american infested he says
2: okay cnn i think i see where you're going i think i see where you're going now please tell us how this word infested all of a sudden has something to do with black and brown people
1: donald trump has tweeted more than forty-three thousand times He's insulted thousands of people, see many it? different types of people. But when he tweets about infestation, it's about
2: black and brown people. <laughs> I've never heard nothing like that before in my life. The word infestation is now supposed to be something to have to do with black and brown people? <laughs> No, I mean
0: you're you're mocking it there, which you should because it's funny. It is. But is it not a little bit racist or a lot racist to uh, presume that saying that something is infested with rodents is somehow <laughs> co- comparing it to black and brown people? Like, they, how do you make that jump?
2: Well, he was trying to. That's what he. I mean, that's like one minute out of a six-minute video I did. They can get the whole thing on any of my any of my channels. But uh, he's building a case, like step by step, trying to build this case. He starts out with a tweet uh, the president made about Cummings, about Baltimore and about the district. Uh, he starts there. Then he turns it into Ian Omar. He shows this whole panel. One thing I didn't, that's not in that part, he showed the panel of all the black folks you could see or, or colored people, if you want to say colored people. Right. People with pigment from Ian Omar to mm-hmm. Rashid Tlaib, to Cummings, to all the individuals that represent minority groups. Mm-hmm. And he's like, do you see a pattern here? And I said, yeah, I see a pattern. If all these people are really representing really bad parts of town or districts, minorities have some really bad representatives.
1: (laughs) also like the pattern is that you just decided to pull all the black people he said bad things about, right? The the New York Times maintains an ongoing list of all the people that Trump has insulted, which there are now 598 people or organizations that Trump has has insulted, but look at it. It's I would say the majority of it are white people, right? I mean, like there are some people of color on there. He's not targeting anyone. In fact, like, you know, you go like when the infested word, he also uses the the word drug infested to describe the uh, very urban center of New Hampshire, <laughs> uh, which uh, I know, mean the mean streets of New Hampshire, yeah, right. right? Like it's, it, that, he, you know, look, Trump likes to insult people who insult him. When people say bad things about him, he comes after him. It has nothing to do with skin color. And in fact, the whole thing that motivated this entire rant was a woman on Fox News uh, going into the inner city and, and filming these areas that he described. Yeah. And she happens to be black. Yeah. Right? So, place again. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, well, it, what, did he turn the racism off to watch the video and like her information, and then turn it back on when he tweeted? How did yeah. that work exactly? <laughs> right. It really is absurd. Yeah.
0: Well, and I would uh, also like to to play if we can the. Um the Baltimore mayor in 2018, oh, you know, man. we're talking about mm-hmm. Donald Trump <laughs> discussing specifically it being a rodent infested place. It's disgusting. It's got rats. This is going to
2: be really racist, too, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Yeah,
0: Absolutely. Racist. Thank yeah. you for pointing that out. Yeah, David. It's very racist. Yes. Yeah, so let's it's watch what the mayor point. just back in 2018 had to say. About a year ago, city leaders identified some of the city's most violent neighborhoods. What the hell?
2: I <laughs> 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 oh, need to to Under Baltimore's that violence reduction
3: initiative. Ooh, yeah. Jesus. Just last week, we went with Mayor Pugh. She toured an East Baltimore neighborhood.
2: That's a new one. I've been out here 54 years. It's a new one.
3: Baltimore's violence reduction initiative is about taking steps to rid communities of the cornerstones that contribute to crime. Oh, my God. You can smell the dead animals. Blocks and dilapidated buildings help to hide the addiction that's crippled this community.
0: <laughs> what a racist. Racist, woman. racist,
2: racist. Oh. You
0: can smell the dead animals. But Trump is racist for saying that they're rodent infested.
2: I
1: freaking love her. I want her to be so rehired. <laughs> She's fantastic. Oh, sure, did she scam the uh, the yeah. city
3: out of hundreds of thousands of dollars? Minor, sure. Minor
0: details.
3: But I just like her a lot. I want her back. <laughs> we were just talking about that. She's one of the past three. Of uh, Baltimore's mayors that have left in disgrace. Three for three. Two, Two for corruption, one for inciting violence.
2: Any Republicans in there?
3: Uh, I
0: don't. I think <laughs> said that the last time a Republican uh, was part of the the uh, local uh, legislature was like in the 50s. Wow. The yeah, we did
1: a stat. And a point point I think it was, yeah. I want to say it was an inconvenient yeah. book if you go back and find uh, Glenn's first number one bestseller. Um, you go back and look at that. There's a stat in there. We went back through, I think it was 40 or 50 years of history in the top 10 cities of, with the highest poverty rates and Republicans had been mayor, like I want to say it was like 7 or 8% of the time Wow. Uh, for all of these cities together. It's like they've just, you know, at some level, this is the voters fault. Right, like you can't yeah. keep voting the same crappy people in, absolutely. and believing something's got to change. You got to do something different. And the fact that they won't even attempt it shows the stranglehold that they yeah. that the Democrats have on these cities. It really, it's depressing.
2: You could say it. You could say it. The stranglehold they have on minorities.
0: <laughs> no, I mean absolutely. I would, it is a Democrat How dare you,
2: you <laughs> racist? Minorities. It's I tough. can not call me that.
0: <laughs> oh, I lost my big attack. Uh, before we go, want to take a moment to thank our sponsor. Relief factor. Uh, so relief factor is for those of you who maybe, probably like all of us at the table, which is you've reached the certain age where things just start to randomly hurt. <laughs> uh, you like pull your back. People are like, what'd you do to pull your back? You're like, I slept. Uh, I don't know. It's hard. Sleeping's hard. I know. know? I I vacuumed, and it hurts. Uh, So if you are one of the millions of Americans who you're just constantly in pain and you think that you're just going to have to live that way, you don't have to do that. Maybe you've tried prescription drugs. They don't work for you either. A lot of you are out out there spending a ton of money on prescription drugs. Don't do that. You can go to relieffactor.com. It's 100% natural. It's four key ingredients that target the inflammation in your body, which is... Most of the time, that's the root cause of your pain, and you just don't realize it. You can get their three-week quick start pack for $19.95. Seventy percent of the people who try that, they go on to keep ordering more. That means it's working for the majority of people. It can work for you. There's no reason not to not to try it. Go to relieffactor.com. Get that three-week quick start pack for $19.95, or you can call 800 5500
1: 8384
0: I'm still in vacation mode. I'll be back.
1: <laughs> I love how they're like, they're taking steps, and they zoom in on the feet as they're walking down the sidewalk, (laughs) like the typical local news.
0: Uh, Jason, we were just discussing off-air. This shooting happened at uh, Gilroy Garlic, about the same time that Trump's tweets came out about Baltimore, and really it hasn't been getting the attention that it's deserved.
3: I don't know. A lot of people probably just have heard about it, what, over the past 24 hours or yeah. so? I, I don't know. I, I like-
0: barely saw it. Anything about it? Yeah, um, from mainstream media. But at the
3: all. president's tweets, though. Yes. You know, mm. for, right. forget you know this awful thing that happened. But the president's tweets.
0: Well, more so the president's racism. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. Making him a racist yeah. is
3: more important than um, real life news. So yeah, so uh, Gilroy is in Northern California. You're from California, right? Um, yeah, a little bit northern of that. Yeah, uh, up Sacramento, there. but yeah. So um, yeah, I lived in California for a while. Um, talk about what it's like to actually be able to own a gun in mm. California. A little bit later in the segment, mm. but um, but yeah, the like, they're calling it a mass shooting. How many do you have to have shoot to do yeah. a mesh shooting? Yeah, well, I think 3 it plus I think it's uh,
1: four shot, right? Um, it depends. There's multiple different. There's no hardcore definition of this. this, is just why the numbers are so
3: they are so wide. But I mean, this would definitely qualify because there was like you yeah, know 11 what, people,
1: 11 people or injured or something 11. like that. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. Three three victim shot. The shooter was also killed. So some of them are saying four, but it was three. He killed three people, mm-hmm. and then it was 12 to 15 that were oh, wounded. Mm-hmm. Um, the videos that have come out oh, uh, on this are, are sound pretty crazy. You can tell yeah. it's definitely you know a higher powered rifle that he was using. But apparently this was a this was a Garlic Festival. So we've all been to these, especially if you live in the South. Yeah. They've got tons of these festivals, mm-hmm. and literally communities will come from all around. So I think they were saying that like 80,000 people uh, came to this last year. So wow. there was a lot of people. I think he definitely took time to say, okay, there's going to be a ton of people. You know, Just like the Las Vegas shooter, he knew there was going to be a large gathering of people. He was going to be able to get into it. Uh, they did have a lot of uh, security there. So they wandered uh, people as they came in. They, you know, they checked them. Uh, you know, from, you're not getting through the main area with a gun. So he didn't go through the main area. He went around through a creek bed, cut, the, uh, cut a fence, and then snuck in that way. Wow. Weird. Now, as of now, they don't know what the motive is. He hasn't really said what the motive is. He's made some social media posts where kind of seems like he might have been kind of like an anarchist, anti-capitalist type of guy. Maybe a white supremacist too. Didn't he reference a white supremacist book of some sort? Yeah, kind of, but maybe. I don't know. It's kind of vague. He's half Iranian, half Italian or something like that.
0: Not so, your typical white supremacist. He's yeah, he's got some
3: conflict <laughs> inner conflict there if he's a white supremacist. Um, but I, I don't I don't really care at this point like yeah. his, his motive. I, I I really don't. Of course, everyone's rushing to the you know gun control. Andrew Yang was jumping on it. Kamala Harris was jumping on it. Again, predictably so. They're not concentrating on these families. They're not concentrating on the real issue, which is mental health. Um, they're not concentrating on, on, on these issues. They just want to go straight to the, the their policy. You know, numero uno, the guns. That's what they're going after. And it's absolutely insane. So, what action do they want? Do, do they want uh, stricter background checks? Do they want you to be, you know, register your firearms? Do, you know, do they want? And this um, is in California. This is in California. That's what they, that's what the point that it I'm is getting to. Get to to. a gun in
2: California. Exactly already. my
3: point. They what they want? They want the laws in place where this crime was committed. That's what right. they want. And the laws did nothing. I Both of us lived in California. It is extremely, when you first go to get a gun, uh, you have to, you can't just go and buy a gun. You have to take a, uh, a safety course, which is the same thing as getting a, you know, a, getting a license just to be able to exercise your Second Amendment right. Basically, for me, it's the same thing. If you don't have that uh, that safety certificate or whatever, mm-hmm. you're not buying a gun. Mm-hmm. Um, if you move from another state into the, in the state of California, you have to register your firearm. You have 60 days to do it when you move into the state. Mm-hmm. Um, that and All there's the- still a 10-day waiting period. And there's still a waiting period.
0: Is it, does it, is it any easier for someone like you who is former military?
3: Um, no, I, I remember that, uh, my, uh, that, that, I did have an honorable, uh, honorable discharge, mm-hmm. uh, that did help for something. I don't remember. I still had to take the course, still had to do that. Mm-hmm. In fact, when you, when <laughs> I took
1: bought- a course, it was called the military, <laughs> <laughs> right?
3: Right. <laughs> yeah. You, I remember going up to buy a gun and, uh, the guy that gave me, that sold me the gun, he also was required by the, it was either the city or the state to give me this pamphlet. The pamphlet's title was called how to own a gun in California and not go to jail. And I was like, where wow. have I moved? <laughs> this is insane. Like, there is still a constitution, and it's, in, and it's in effect in this state, right? Like, it's absolutely insane. But I guess my point is, everything that they're going to say that they want to go after right now, it's absolutely nuts because it didn't work in California. They ha- they already have those laws. They have laws restricting uh, the types of semi-automatic weapons. Like, they have a little, a little switch so you can't, you know, shoot it, you know, rapidly. They, it, it's... That's a whole other thing. But they've got laws now that uh, a federal judge has actually blocked it. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's basically on hold. But they're doing the magazine uh, limits that they, they want to do so, uh, so much right now. Everything they want to get done, just go to California. That's exactly what they want to get done, but it did nothing. And it's going to do nothing anywhere else. Yeah, Of course,
1: no. another place you could go is Baltimore.
0: Uh,
1: <laughs> and where you would also find uh, yeah, massively same. draconian gun laws there. I mean, look like, at these things, obviously, don't work. I don't even think they, I don't even think, they think that they would work. Right. I mean, none of these laws would actually prevent these things. And remember, this is a country where you already have 330 million guns. What are you going to do? Like they're already out there. There's and not to mention borders that you don't want closed, where guns could flow over constantly. Um, So I mean, it really doesn't make any sense. I I think it. A lot of this goes down to they just want to say that they're doing something for their constituents. They want to say that they're. I mean, they certainly want control, but I mean, there's no outcome here where they can get control of 330 million guns. Like that can't happen.
3: I'd say yeah. I hate to go back to the Baltimore thing again, but that's what they want for the entire country. They 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 don't want law-abiding citizens to have and carry guns. Mm -hmm. They don't want that. That. They want to let criminals out early uh, or just not arrest them at all. And they want to prosecute police officers for doing their dang job. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what they want to export to the entire country. And look what Washington, it's to Baltimore, man. Detroit. Um, pick any other liberal yeah. hellhole in the United States. That's what they want for the entire country. Yeah.
0: David, last word.
2: It's just ludicrous. Um, what are Americans thinking? You know, Are Americans actually waking up? Swalwell made it really clear what he wanted to do. Most of, the li- most of the Democrats are making it really clear what they want to do. They favor illegals. They want to take our guns. They want us to pay for illegals' health care. They want to let illegals walk across our border uh, with no consequences, have babies here, and then we take care of them. It's like, when are we going to start saying, wait a minute, how about Americans first? Mm -hmm. When are we going to actually start putting Americans first? And in order to do that, we've got to put politicians and leaders in office that also want to put Americans first.
0: Wait, and you mean actually enforce laws that we already have?
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that would be a big part of it.
0: Weird, what a concept. All right, back in a minute.
2: Sounds silly. I don't know if should do that. I
0: know. That sounds, that <laughs> sounds extreme. It has been a pleasure. As always, David, I want to make sure that everyone can uh, make sure they know where to find your videos, where to find your book.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Let them know. Uh David com is my website. From there you can find my Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter handle, which is David J. Harris Jr. and Why I Couldn't Stay Silent is a book that I believe will help uh, wake people up before the 2020 election. It's definitely a must read and a must share.
0: Uh, By the way, I'm going to brag on you a little bit more for a second, if I may.
2: Sure. This guy
0: is like the prime entrepreneur. He does a (laughs) bunch of other stuff, too. Uh, He makes these juices that um, what it's like, it's sugar free Yep. And it's all Sugar natural free,
2: ingredients.
0: he probably ingredients. does it way better than I do, but the point is, it tastes delicious and it gives you energy and I don't understand how he does it, <laughs> but it really <laughs> works and you need to get you some. Yeah. You got a whole line of products on there.
2: Yeah, we do. Yeah, all all natural, GMO-free, gluten-free, sugar-free. They absolutely work. You can check those out at uncorkedliving.com. That's uncorking like uncorking a bottle of wine. Mm. uncorkedliving.com. That That's I'm
0: very familiar with. <laughs> we say
2: we say there's a better you bottled up.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, if you have not caught it, go check out Sarah Gonzalez Unfiltered on YouTube. Got a new little video up. I had to do something over the weekend when I got back from vacation. I was dying. I was dying to get back to it. So, you can check it out on YouTube, Sarah Gonzalez Unfiltered. Overtime starts right now.
3: Up next, enjoy
1: bonus overtime content from the news and why it matters. Available exclusively for podcast listeners and Blaze TV subscribers. Not a subscriber? Start your free trial at blazetv.com.
0: Uh, I'm going to try really hard to make it through this segment by being ultra professional oh, okay. uh, about the, uh, as opposed to normal. Um, so, in Canada... You guys may have heard. There is a trans woman, which means it is a man um, with, you know. A penis. Thank you. And, and junk, right?
2: Sorry. is overtime, right? Uh, this is overtime.
0: And this, although I don't think penis is on the list of restricted words. Mm. Good. So, <laughs> yet. It's not yet. yet. All right. um, so, this man in Canada uh, has filed a human rights complaint because he went into a Brazilian waxing place where women oh, right, yeah. you know, do their thing, mm-hmm. and uh, the waxer refused to wax his scrotum.
3: Then that's not on the list either? That one should be on the <laughs> list. That I hope
0: be not, because oh, yeah. I just said it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> um, Wasn't there an NFL owner that just got in trouble for doing stuff like yes, this? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. We should be specific. Yeah. It was the New England
1: Patriots. Yes.
3: Oh, yes. So,
0: yeah, uh, his... his <laughs> Her name is Jessica Yaniv.
1: Is it it Jessica? It is. Is that the name? Right now.
0: Okay. Is the name now. Mm -hmm. Um, And so she's been getting a lot of attention lately. Um, Journalists have been following her, trying to ask her questions. Here's just a little clip of uh, what happened after she called 911 on a journalist following her watch.
2: Get out, Just is a secure is a area, public, get out, secure, get out. This is a public space. No, it's not. Get out. Yeah, it is. Get out or hey. I will pepper spray you. Get out, don't touch out, don't touch me. Go, go, go out, no, get out, don't touch me. You go out. Out. out,
0: out, you go. Just to out. I did, I am on the phone. Get in here, get in get in here, get in, in, in,
2: in. Yeah, so progressive.
1: Yeah, so aggressive,
3: hey?
2: Progressive, nicely done.
0: Uh, David, your thoughts.
2: So I hadn't seen um, Jessa Niqua or Justin or whatever his name is to realize that uh, there's no transitioning happening for that person. <laughs> they haven't tried to do any transitioning. There's no voice change. There's nothing whatsoever other than a wig and some glasses and some makeup. Mm-hmm. And if my daughter was the one inside of a Brazilian wax place that is used to taking care of uh, women and that person went in there and demanded something, I'd be down there in a heartbeat and make sure that my daughter didn't have to get anywhere close to that man or his genitals. I think it's disgusting. I think it's it shows exactly how far society has gotten Mm -hmm. from any kind of morality that even should be expected by just people in general Mm -hmm. for that person to demand and then get upset. That he couldn't have a female take care of his Johnson and then, and then cause a ruckus about it is just disgusting.
1: Wait, Johnson is on the banned list. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm
2: sorry, but you still can't call me a racist. <laughs> no, that's true. Uh,
1: I, you know, this Man. is what happens when you go for collective justice over individual liberty. Right. Like the individual liberty of a person to be able to choose not only whether it's a man or a woman, but any individual person who comes in there, they should be able to say, nope, that's not one I want to wax. That that should be absolutely their right. Um, And, you know, we go to this collective justice thing where it's like, oh, well, we have to make sure the government steps in and micromanages every, you know, Personal uh, beauty care interaction between two individuals—it's—it's it's silly, you know. The government—you know, this is Canada, of course. This was right. a Canadian story, but I mean, this—this is—it's just another example of something that's coming here. We've seen it with photographers and and wedding venues yep. and and wedding cakes and all these other things. You have to be able to step back and say, look. You know, you uh, you can absolutely say to uh, bakers, you know, you should totally make that cake for those people. Even if it's, you know, even if it's something, uh, you know, like uh, you can make the argument to them. Mm -hmm. They get to make the decision. It's their cake. It's their hands. It's their store. They bought the ingredients. It's their art. They get to make it. Period. Yep.
2: Yep.
3: They want to codify it into law with things like the Equality Act. So pretty soon you won't be able to say no, which is absolutely ridiculous. And the LGBTQ element. And that's here. That's yeah. States they're trying to do that here. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, and that and that community they, they won't they want nothing less than absolute surrender for everything. Right. Everything there was a there was a Christian pastor and a well known uh, author that just renounced his faith, and he said it was because of the LGBTQ elemental P uh, issue. Um, renounced his faith, and there were progressive Christians. That were cheering him on and said, "Good for you." Mm-hmm. I was like, "That is absolutely insane, mm-hmm. and absolutely insane." And the, I, uh, this is—I I cannot believe this attitude of like, "We, we want—they're literally going for heads, literally going for heads." They're probably the biggest bullies, I think, at any kind of lobby out there right now.
0: Yeah. Um, you mentioned the Equality Act. Can yeah. you? I know that there's been a lot of talk on social media, and it has this really catchy. Catchy name, right? The Equality Act. So, who could deny passing the Equality Act because it's all about equality? Can you explain why that's misleading? Um, the, the,
3: the, the
0: the Equality Act that's been proposed.
3: They uh, so this this is it's. It's crazy scary, actually. And if you really go through line by line, it's, there's a ton of stuff in it. But basically, you will not be able to be a Christian baker anymore and say, no, you know, I, because of my beliefs, I'm not doing this. Mm-hmm. Well, um, churches yeah. will, will be under assault, like yeah. literally. Uh, um, it will be illegal for you to use different pronouns
2: or something like that. That's, that's how crazy it is. Damn. I remember I ran a story on this as well, and it even comes back to the business owner that is hiring a hostess, they will not be able to say no to a transgender even if, or, yeah. or a person that's transitioning, even if the hostess, which is the very first person that your customers see when they walk in the door is an important position, mm-hmm. you want somebody there that's representing you, even if that hostess looks like that guy mm-hmm. with, that's a be- a great, with a beard, that's it'll a great, be illegal <laughs> for you to say, I can't hire you for this position.
0: That's a great point, because I mean, uh, Appearances are, you know, they do have something to do with a lot of jobs in a lot of different industries. Yeah. Um, and we'd be kidding if we said that it didn't. But
3: yeah. even but even if it didn't, they'll still be able to use yeah. this right. to get whatever they want. This person might just be, you know, a jerk. And they're like, no, I, mean, yes. I don't care if, if you're transitioning into a dragon for all I care, but you're a jerk. So I'm not putting you there. But they can claim a quality act to get what they want anyway. Yeah, it's so right. like
2: Planned Parenthood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. make any sense they're not planning any parent <laughs> <or laughs> babies yeah. equality opposite. act it's funny too that uh, one of the,
1: the biggest industries that will push super hard for that equality act will be Hollywood and they will be exempted from it yep. because they will be able they won't have to put a transgendered person into the sexy role in some movie that's uh, nope. you know they will not have to wow. put uh, you know a man into a woman's role for a romantic comedy they won't have to do any of those things they will exempt themselves out of it and then push it on everyone else and uh, you know it's embarrassing
0: Uh, It seems kind of odd that, you know, a place of business could uh, be able to refuse you if you're not wearing shoes, but be forced to wax your balls. Seems kind of odd.
1: No, balls is definitely.
0: (laughs) 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 Um, So speaking of Canada, uh, the CBC, which is their public broadcasting, you know, network, um, they are actually airing a documentary uh, celebrating children in drag they spent what they they are allotted 1.5 billion dollars a year and they promoted this documentary about these children performing in drag for the entire month of July Uh, the network used its CBC kids Twitter profile to ask the question what's it like to be a kid hashtag drag queen let's just watch a little clip of this must we He'd live in sequence, he'd live in makeup. I think he'd like his life to be like that permanently. You know, living on the show bus with his dressing up and his makeup and going to the next gig. That would be him, perfectly.
2: When you have somebody who's that focused and, and knows their own mind, it's kind of like you get to guide them, but you don't get to direct them.
1: I would love for Nemes to just be able to not have to explain why he's wearing lipstick or like why he's got nail polish on or just to hang out with kids who totally get
2: each other. You know, some kids just don't understand where he's coming from. And, and that's okay. But to find kids who are just like him, with the heels and the makeup and the clothes and dancing and singing, it's like a piece of a puzzle.
0: Uh, David, I saw a visceral reaction from you watching that club
2: it's just it's hard to watch Mm -hmm. because these are kids that have imaginations and are not allowed to uh, they're not allowed to just be kids they're being pushed into something for the purpose of promoting the LGBT community kids don't know what the heck they're doing when they're with their kids I mean we're supposed to help you know protect them and guide them and steer them into ways that uh, of of reality and of uh, that makes sense you know it's like I've got friends that are in the LGBT community but none of my friends would push that on kids mm-hmm. you know it's like if a person feels like they're gonna reach a point in their life where they're gonna make a decision about their gender that is, that should ha- happen after they're 18 and it shouldn't be coached or celebrated by adults that say oh this child knows who they are at what seven eight nine ten years old whatever mm-hmm. and then parade it around and then you give praise and shower this kid with all this you know, adoration and acceptance and acknowledgement, and it's only going to perpetuate the whole thing even further. It's a really, it's a really dark and sad thing that we're seeing. I absolutely think that I
3: agree. I think they're being pushed into this because mm-hmm. these kids are not. They didn't wake up one morning and go, "Hey, guess what I'm going to do?" No, I, I'm, I'm guaranteeing you, the, the the parents are the ones bringing this stuff up. They're well, the ones that are perpetuating. I it.
0: I think sometimes maybe you know <clears throat> a young child would say some some uh, you know offhand remark like, "Oh, you know, okay, oh, uh, like a uh, boy." oh, mommy, you're wearing high heels. Can I wear them? Or, oh, mommy, you're wearing makeup. I mean, and that's a very natural thing that kids do. And it's our job as parents to tell them, No,
3: but even if they did, yeah, even if a kid
0: jumps in his mom's shoes, the the shoes is fine. But I mean, it's like, oh well, I'm a girl. Well, I mean, no, you're not. You're a boy. Those parents are taking
2: exactly. I'm a doggy today. Right. No, no, (laughs) you're a little boy. You're a little, you know, young man growing. It's like I'm a superhero. Every kid. Exactly.
1: Exactly. And I think like they're, you know, the the issue here is locking in long term decisions when you're that young, right? I mean, like you know, if you want to, the kids will do crazy things, you know, and maybe when they grow up, they will decide to do that. I know the stat is something like eighty some odd percent of people who go this is a little bit of a different story but when it comes to actually you know going to the transgender part if you decide uh, people who did not get the surgery wind up being okay with their sexuality uh later on um and and okay with their gender later on uh and so you're and this is in a way a similar thing in that like you're putting them on video in front of a nation right like this is you're codifying a decision for them uh, at that time and that you know like that I mean, if they decide later on, gosh, that was embarrassing. I wish I didn't do that. Well, they're on video now in front of the entire country having done it. Yeah. So there's no way for them to even back out of the decision. I mean, I, that's a parenting issue more than anything do else. Can imagine the mental
3: issues that yeah. this is right. going to, they're going to develop? You know, God forbid something, they do something horrible, you know, because of this. But where will the media be? The same people that are showing this and, and celebrating it, where will they be if they have severe mental issues? Still blaming Donald Trump for well, it. Well, and how many, and <laughs> how many <laughs> other
2: kids is that affecting? You said that's some kind of documentary? That- yeah. That's, that's got a lot of funding. It's like how many kids are going to be subject to that without their parents maybe even knowing that they're watching it yeah. with these seeds planned in their little minds? That's a
0: great point. That's a great point. Uh, as far as the parents who do allow this and and welcome um, their young children uh, transitioning, do you consider that to be child abuse too?
1: Um, so we'll Brett, the scenario again is they are essentially
2: the young children
0: right the parents who are, yeah. are encouraging their young children, prepubescent children to change genders
2: Uh, um to actually change yeah Yeah.
1: i mean i don't like especially when it comes to when you're talking about surgeries and things like that i mean i don't like it's hard for me to even wrap my head around that being legal right like you're you're altering you're doing massive essentially cosmetic surgery on children who can't answer like they need
2: to be of age to be able to make those decisions in my mind yeah david what do you think yeah, it's absolutely child abuse. If they're encouraging and promoting their kid to the point where that child then wants to cut off pieces of their body and start to change their mm-hmm. normal structure of their being, and they're not even, you know, some of them are 14, but they're not adults yet. Yeah, I absolutely believe that that's child abuse.
3: Jason,
2: absolutely child
3: abuse. Yeah. They'd like it, like the point that David just brought up. They don't. They think they're all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. They, 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 when you, when they're. Eight years old, seven. What? What? I've, some of these uh, stories that we've seen, the the, the ages are crazy low. Um, yeah, e- even to encourage it, I think is child abuse. Wasn't yeah. there a story that I think we were talking about at one point where child protective services were getting involved? Yes. If they did not agree, if they didn't encourage. Them thinking they were a different gender, and
0: I believe that was in Canada as well.
3: Was it in Canada? <laughs> that this is—they used to call they, this used to be classified as a mental disorder. Yeah, yeah. it is a mental disorder. Yeah. We don't encourage any other medical disorder except for this one. Yeah,
0: this and is I ridiculous. and I think that the medical community should have to answer for that someday because they're they are a big part of the problem, uh, just going along with this with these young children. Uh, all right, let's see Friday's poll question: Will you be tuning into the second 2020 Democratic debates? next week. Mm, 84% of you said no. <laughs> 16% of you said yes, and we're only doing it because we get paid to do it, I think. Mm-hmm. Speak for everyone i mm-hmm. say that. Uh, today's poll question, which 2020 Dem are you watching the second debates this week for? Let me give you your options here, because, you know, you can't, we can't name all 20 right. million mm-hmm. of the candidates. So there's Biden, Harris, Warren, or my girl, Marianne.
1: <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Marianne's always part of the entertainment. I will be, I mean, I'm legitimately interested to see if Joe Biden, after being you know, caught with a right hook in that first debate, can settle himself. His polls have bounced back largely to where they were. He did not get destroyed by that moment. He has another one like that. I think that might change. Can he set his feet and actually make it through this without having a huge problem? I think that's probably the most important thing to, to you know gather out of these debates.
0: Yeah, David, Biden, Harris, Warren, or Marianne Williamson.
2: I watch it for the comedy. <laughs> <laughs> I watch it because I make videos from their clips.
0: It's a collective. So
2: I'm I'm hoping that they all uh, have uh, you know continue to show who they are. But I'm really looking, like you said, I think that because Biden took a uh a a left hook Mm. or and an uppercut maybe uh, by kamala she's gonna look to try to knock him out this time Mm -hmm. she's she wants that top spot and she's gonna have to try to come over the top and really make some points to just get him you know to get him put away and put down so i think it's gonna be fiery for sure
0: i think even warren i mean she needs to have some sort of outstanding performance to you know uh stand a chance against harris do you think jason
3: yeah, I I don't really get the 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 Warren stuff. She did rise pretty significantly after after that debate, which was was kind of shocking to me. I think this primary stuff really doesn't matter. To be honest, I'm really interested to see because I think it's pretty much between Kamala and Biden. I think I'm still sticking to my my uh, original stance. I think Biden, Biden literally could fall asleep up there and win uh, the uh, the nomination. Uh, I think there's way more centrist. That are uh, are just going to be on his side because they say anybody else but those crazy socialists. Right. Um, so I think it's just I think it's his to lose. I'm really interested. Maybe I'll try and disagree with you guys. With saying, let's say Kamala, does she see that? Does her campaign see that? Do they see they see that she needs more of those uh, hardline leftists and she wants they want to appeal to that, or are they saying, look, let's get closer to Biden and how and 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 some of his stances because that's the way you're going to actually become president. Yeah. But I don't think that she'll do that because right now I think that they're. I I think showing up as kind of crazy, you know, crazy leftists is kind of uh, that's the that's the demographic they're going after. Fad. Yeah, that's the fad. They're going after those millennial voters they are going after the you know, the the the, you know, the Bernie acolytes, people like that. But
0: I will say, did you guys see, uh, you know, previously in the in the first debate? Kamala was one of the ones who raised her hand when they asked if you supported decriminalizing crossing the border. And now she's already kind of walked that back and said, no, 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 no. no." She's
1: all over the place on policy right
0: now. No, I just don't think it should be a criminal issue. But civil... I think should definitely be, you know, it should still be some sort of a crime.
1: Luckily for Kamala, no one cares about policy anymore. So yeah. she can just keep flip-flopping. Uh, Whatever is the best for her particular moment of uh, success, she can just do.
3: It's like when they're asked these questions, they quickly check social media to see what, which is the <laughs> biggest <laughs> outrage. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Wait, do I believe? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yes, I do. People are pissed <laughs> off. <Yes. laughs>
0: Let us know what you guys think. You can go to The Blaze's Twitter. That is at The Blaze. Gentlemen, thank you for being here. Thank we'll you. see you thank guys you. tomorrow. Was a great point.
1: Whatever's trending. Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at BlazeTV.com.